morning. Welcome to morning prayers. At this time, I would invite you to stand as you are able and join in the responsive reading of Psalm 80. You can find it on page 40 in your black Appleton Psalter. Hear, O thou shepherd of Israel, thou that leadest Joseph like a sheep, show thyself also, thou that sittest upon the cherubims. Turn us again, O God, show the light of thy countenance, and we shall be whole. Thou feedest them with the bread of tears, and givest them plenteousness of tears to drink. Thou hast Turn us again, thou God of hosts. Show the light of thy countenance, and we shall be whole. Turn thee again, thou God of hosts. Look down from heaven. Behold, and visit this vine. Amen. This is a short passage from Matthew chapter 25, verse 35. 
For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. A stranger, and you welcomed me. Good morning. I'm Mike Rainin, and I work as a resident dean of freshmen, which means I oversee the academic and social well-being of 400 first-year students. This fall has been challenging for a number of reasons, many involving natural disasters and other tragedies around the globe. Too often, I find myself filtering my spreadsheet of students by state or country and sending a blanket email offering my condolences, support from the college, and hopes that their friends and family are okay. Often, I get a polite response back, thanking me for checking in and confirming that everyone is okay. I feel like I checked a box and we all go back to our normal routine, thankful that for now, these tragedies can remain in the abstract. However, it's not always like this. There are times where their tragedies become personal for us. We had a small gathering in a common room during Hurricane Irma. A student of mine from Marco Island, Florida, watched as TV feeds showed flooding up and down the major roads in her hometown. We learned later that her house sustained significant damage. Just last week, one of my students lost her home in the deadly California fires. In cases like this, I find myself trying to make a connection to the tragedy to help it feel more real for me in my meetings with students. You know, I used to go to an annual concert in Houston, or just this summer, I vacation in Napa Valley, but I know there's little more I can do than listen and offer support. Today, I just want to take a moment to share the personal story of another student affected by a tragedy we all are surely aware of, but may not understand in the way those personally affected feel every waking moment of their lives. It's easy to think of the DACA students, the dreamers, as a collective body and feel for them, but not fully understanding their lives. I want to share a story of a student I've had the pleasure of getting to know over the past three years. I met her as a first-year student when she was dealing with the challenge of going back to her home country for the first time to visit her dying grandfather. I had coffee with her last week to catch up and learn more about her story, and I wanted to share a few anecdotes. I do this not solely to feel empathy, but rather to understand the power of personal narratives and to understand that everyone has a story. She's from Central America, and at the age of five, her father sent her and her mother with a smuggler to make it to the United States, and he would join later. Her trip was tragic. She was separated from her mother in Mexico, and thanks to some heroic angels, she ultimately crossed the border alone. Eventually, both parents also crossed the border separately, and the family was reunited in the United States. After a few moves trying to find family and other connections to take them in, they settled in a major city where she enrolled in elementary school. Her father tried to assimilate as much as possible. He learned English and started his own business, having to have a relative with citizenship officially own the business. But her life was full of secrets. No one knew her status, and she felt isolated. She went about her life always aware that her world could be turned upside down in a second. In 2014, DACA was a reprieve for her, the sign that she too would be able to go to college, though she always knew that this was a temporary feeling of calm. It also legitimized her experience. However, under the Obama administration, deportations actually hit sky-high numbers and her parents were always fearful. It's obviously much worse now with the recent political decision. She wanted me to understand how deeply her citizenship affects her daily life. Every morning, she wakes up to read the news, fearing the worst. She calls home every day to make sure her parents are still there. 
She has lived here since the age of five, has minimal connections to her home country, her family owns a business and pays taxes, and yet this could change in an instant through no fault of her own. I'll surely have to send more messages this year, and while most victims of tragedies or political decisions will avoid a personal connection to me, I know it is so important to spend time learning about the individual circumstances of our students, our neighbors, our colleagues, our fellow citizens of the world to fully understand the challenging time we live in. Please join me in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. At this time, I would invite you to stand as you are able and join in our hymn, Let All the World in Every Corner Sing, number 34 in your hymnal, number 34. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with loving kindness and grant you peace. Amen. Amen.